What's good? Um, say your little intro, however you're going to do it. My intro, okay. So I don't really... I, I don't know if just, like just jump right into it. Kind of, sort of. Um, hey everyone, thank you for tuning in to this episode of It's Confidential. I'm here with one of my best friends for like, how long now? Years, like ninth. Your ninth grade, yeah. my tenth grade. So technically, your ninth grade. <laughs> technically, your ninth grade. <laughs> uh, um, so that was 2014. Yeah. So that's, I don't know how many years that is. That's from here, five years. Five years. No. 2019. That, oh no, I graduated in 2014. Oh yeah, Sorry, no, I was gonna say, but yeah, that doesn't sound right. Nine years. Nine years. Yeah. Wow, yeah. motherfucker, Coming almost a decade. A decade. <laughs> that's crazy. I'm using this as the intro, by the way. I think it's okay. funny. All right, See, cool. <laughs> So, um, Faven Eskadam is my woke black friend. <laughs> <laughs> and today we are going to be talking about her experiences being a woman of color in today's society and growing up like that, um, like that, like that, <laughs> growing up yeah. a woman of color, um, issues whatever whatever yeah we're just gonna kind of get into it there's not like all my episodes not too much structure to it but um we're gonna talk about lots of stuff throughout this episode and i don't know how long it's gonna be i think it can be long you talk a lot i do talk a lot i'm gonna try to limit it though no, for this <laughs> it'll make it longer okay cool we're gonna start so give me some background on like you your childhood me. your ethnicity okay um, where your parents came from siblings everything all that kind jazz. Of like whatever you want to share yeah okay so i was born and raised here in windsor but the majority of my family uh, was born and raised and lived in ethiopia so i am an ethiopian woman right. <laughs> african and um only me and one of my siblings were born in canada the rest of my family immigrated here so i'm first generation i kind of got to see and relate to both worlds um in a way, but also kind of feeling like an outcast also in both ways. Mm -hmm. Like here, you're a visible minority being black, having a different color or even for somebody wearing a hijab or anything that makes them look different. Um, so I feel like growing up in Canada, being that physical minority, you visible walk. Minority. Yeah. <laughs> physical. <laughs> I mean, I guess you're whatever. Yeah, I mean, yeah, technically physical, whatever. but visible minority you can even walk into a classroom and you notice you're different or you walk into the workspace or anywhere and you notice that you are visibly different um and in some spaces you feel like um more accepted than others mm -hmm. um but then also on the flip side when i do go to ethiopia i'm also different to them because i speak english primarily i speak my language but i'm not fluent so when i speak they know i'm not from there it's kind of like everywhere you go you're sort of an immigrant here, I'm technically first-generation immigrant, and they're definitely an immigrant because <laughs> they know by the way that I speak. Um, but in, in a lot of ways, it's also a way for me to understand both lifestyles. I understand the Canadian lifestyle, and this is obviously where I live, so I've adapted to this lifestyle. Um, but in my home and when I go back home to Ethiopia, I also understand that lifestyle as well. So I feel like I can relate to a lot of immigrants or a lot of people who feel maybe different from the majority um as well as i also feel like <laughs> yeah don't be nervous no I, I feel i feel the same because i'm also first generation yeah um and i feel i feel like we have different experiences but 
um, I get what you mean where you you can you have an appreciation for both styles of yeah. living, and I feel like your with you especially your family is more traditional than mine are, so your home setting is more cultured. Yeah, like you're more Ethiopian than I am. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You're, you're my more, adopted Ethiopian. Yeah, no, like I mean, like my home. Yeah, my parents are both foreign, but like we we're pretty average like we're pretty like my day-to-day home life is like the same as it would be like compared to any of my friends that are like everyone's from Canada kind of thing yeah but I know that your family is more they more um they're so heavily rooted roots yeah yeah more which is cool but it gives you like as that person who's in the middle like uh, you're able to understand different types of people and different settings and you can probably understand why people act a certain way because you can relate in certain ways yeah and I feel the same about myself to some extent um so how do you feel um when you're with Ethiopian people but in Canada so like the community I know you your family's like heavily involved in the church community yeah and there's like a whole yeah so I yeah I grew up with a lot of Ethiopians and Eritreans um and I feel like with that, it really gave me a good balance. I always knew where I came from. I always knew my culture, and I was very, like, proud about that, and I've always identified with my culture. However, I'm also Canadian, so a lot of, like, my best friends, we grew up as cousins. We always referred to each other as cousins because we were so heavily rooted in our community, um, and our parents all went through the same struggle, the same things to get to this country, and adapt this new life and a lot of them knew each other back home and have now come to this city and so they like treated each other like you know family and so they raised us as family um so a lot of them I'm still very close with now and those are like my best friends but they're also my sisters and my cousins and um honestly I feel like I was blessed because mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah you just always feel like you have this foundation that kind of keeps you grounded where we're all similar in the fact that we're related to our culture and that will always be with us but we're also very Canadian in a lot of ways yeah. and our parents kind of are annoyed with us a lot of the time <laughs> because we, we've adapted a lot to this culture um, I mean anybody would like living here this is where you grew up this is what you know you go to school and you go to work and you live life and you're in this society so obviously you're gonna take on some of those cultural norms Canadian cultural norms mm-hmm. Um, but also that balance of also having that that side to us that's like we also have another country that we identify with a little zest a little zest you know yeah Um, (laughs) a little flavor (laughs) (laughs) how does the like I don't want to call them elders but like the the, like Ethiopian immigrants look at you guys like you and like your your girls I think I think they look at us like the dream yeah yeah okay I feel like they look at us like this is what we struggled for. This is what oh. we suffered for. Like a lot of our families, and I can speak for mine. I'll just speak for mine primarily. Like, you know, you come from a country where that's where you're from. These are the people you know, and you have connections. And you come to this country and you don't know anyone. You barely speak the language. And you accept jobs that are beneath what you did in your own country. Mm-hmm. You know, my dad was a government worker. My mother was a secretary. And then they came here and they worked labor jobs. Mm-hmm. And so it's a lot that they had to adapt to. Um, but they look at us like this is what we did it for. We did it for you. Um, they see us graduating. You know, they see us having all these opportunities that they dreamed of. 
you know, and we're living that. So I feel like there's a lot of pride and um, they're very proud of us, but at the same time, they also get a little frustrated that it's like, you know, speak better, you know, speak your language better and, you know, marry an Ethiopian, marry an Eritrean, you know what I mean? Like they still, they try to have their cake and eat it too. They want you to enjoy this country, but they also still don't want you to forget where home truly is. So I feel like while they still try to remind us and can sometimes be frustrated, you know, certain standards of like sleepovers, not acceptable. (laughs) (laughs) Boyfriends, not acceptable. Like there's a lot of things that they kind of would feel upset with us about, but at the same time, more so proud of us and more so very like we made it kind of worth it. Yeah, definitely. Um, Last question about like background and stuff. I'm just curious for myself. Um, I know that there's sometimes a wedge or like a gap between Eritreans and Ethiopians would you say not even just within your person like your own family but like in general like if an Eritrean married an Ethiopian would that be like beef no, or no that, that's okay. normal honestly I feel like the only people that it would be beef are people who are deeply rooted in politics um, okay but Ethiopian and Eritrean uh, marriages are very common uh, very normal my best friend is Eritrean um, and same. I, yeah, <laughs> same friend too. <laughs> hey, Ida. Hey, and Alex. What's good? And Alex, what's good, buddy? Yeah, I feel like <laughs> I feel like it's definitely more of an older generation thing because yeah. the wars and all that stuff happened with their generation. It didn't happen with us. Mm-hmm. Um, and they grew up with like that. You gotta stick with your people. Yeah, stick to your same people, with like me, yeah. like being Palestinian and like Israelis yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Like yeah. I personally without any respect like don't care mm-hmm. about and not that I don't care about what happened it's just like I don't care who you are like you're yeah. still a human I don't being look at, at the day. I don't look at you differently just because whatever happened like mm, I don't know how many years ago more before I was born <laughs> yeah. maybe I don't know so yeah no that's cool I'm glad um yeah. okay so we are kind of gonna get into like your experiences in general um just like experiences with prejudice and racism and stuff like that because um the reason I actually asked you to come on is because we I know I, know I asked you like this is probably a couple years ago two three years ago um I asked you I was like do you notice you're treated different differently um do you remember that I don't know I asked you do you not remember I don't I think remember. I said I was like hey like I'm just wondering I'm just curious do you notice like you get treated differently based off of like being black or how you look and you were like yeah 100% and I was like kind of shocked even yeah. though I guess I just wasn't woke back then but like <laughs> I obviously knew that we had an issue but I just didn't think that it was that much of an issue in our community um per- like this is how I personally felt whereas like someone like you who grew up um with not with me but in the same yeah city the same, same environment. similar like similar upbringings um, would experience something like that, going to like, the same school and like yeah. other, stuff like that. Because I never saw any of that, obviously, as someone who's visibly white. Yeah. Not that I am white. I'm Arabic people. <laughs> half, half Arabic. So, but um, yeah, so that's what kind of what inspired this. Um, so I wanted to like, kind of dive into like yeah. school, like going grade school, like read your, read, did, did, did I... teachers teach you differently? Oh my God, I can't talk. Yeah. <laughs> did teachers treat you differently? I feel like. And I think anybody who is a visible minority, but I can only speak to the black experience, I feel like any of them would tell you it's not always blatant. It's not always the word. Sometimes it's a feeling. You know you're Mm. being treated differently. You know they're looking at you a little differently. Um, When your whole classroom 
is white and maybe you have three Asians and you're literally the only black person sitting there um, and the teacher is constantly singling you out, constantly like pointing at you and you always seem to be the problem. Mm-hmm. You start to kind of like pick up on these things really early. Um, like I feel like people wouldn't believe me, but I honestly feel like I was very aware of it since like childhood. Yeah. Like probably even in kindergarten, I remember even feeling like weird around my teachers. I felt like nobody liked me or I felt like, um, I don't know, people speak to me a little differently. They're a little bit harder on me. You know, at the end of the day, I'm still a little girl, you know, yeah, just because I'm black. Human. So why are you yelling at me like a grown man? You know what I mean? That's um, crazy to me. And I think yeah. that also like a lot of our teachers growing up, they're boomers. And yeah. Boomers, no shade. <laughs> All shade. Um, <laughs> they kind of, I don't want I'm not trying to, I don't like generalizing on anything. So I don't want to generalize, but I know like a lot of people have certain views. Yeah. A lot of stereotypes. Mm-hmm. Um, just a bit of a bias or you know anything that's unfamiliar mm-hmm. you treat it a little differently so maybe where you know a white teacher sees a white kid kind of misbehaving and they might have a conversation with them and whatever but um, it's it's something familiar to them that kid reminds them of their own kid mm. whereas black student comes in the classroom has a little bit of behavior issues they don't relate to you they don't understand you and they speak to you a lot harsher than they would to the other students. That's in your experience. That's in my experience. And I always felt that way. And I always felt like I'm constantly like trying not to attribute everything to not just racism, but a prejudice. And it's okay for people to have a prejudice if that's their upbringing. You know, you can't fault someone for not having a lot of black friends growing up or not having a lot of black people around them. And feeling uncomfortable around you but the key is educate yourself yeah you know don't just mistreat somebody because of maybe some biases you feel internally address them and why do we feel these biases yeah i feel it's like all about like socialization 100%. and like how like our i would say how we hear our parents talking and their yeah. their parents talking and yeah kind of like growing up way back then like a lot of our teachers i remember in my when i went to elementary school like my teachers were all like in their 50s 60s like they were older yeah usually women um so they would have grown up like well during segregation before, yeah like all of that mind you like my dad luckily um you know they were in ethiopia so obviously they were the majority yeah <laughs> there was no racism <laughs> but he's a my dad like that's i'm showing you like the age how close it can be would have been like he's born in the 40s mm. so imagine like if he was here and not in ethiopia he would have been you know treated the same way segregated you know you can't drink from the same fountain you can't learn at the same school um that's how close it is it's not people think that you know racism and things like that was so far you know hundreds of years no like my dad was in that generation like it was so long ago sometimes yeah i realized no like it wasn't that much long yeah so imagine like these teachers grew up you know having maybe their parents who weren't you know associate they don't associate themselves with black people or they you know during the time of segregation and all of that it's like there's almost this fear around the black people Mm -hmm. and so they teach that to the kids and then they those kids grow up and become adults and those adults become the teacher to a black kid and they don't know how to deal with someone like you because they've grown up having a, a narrative in their mind about you and your people and so it's like you can't really fully blame them because it's so uh, generational. 
and you, when you grow up, your parents are law. Everything your parents say is right. Before mm-hmm. you grow up and you become an adult and you kind of think for yourself, everything mom and dad says is like fact in your eyes. Oh, absolutely. So if mom and dad say, you know, the N-word around you, mom and dad says, you know, you know they're no good or they're this way and, and enforce those stereotypes. And then on top of that, you have the media that continues to enforce those stereotypes. Can you blame that person for growing up with a prejudice? You know, I learned that and that's what kind of, I think, um, stopped me from being so angry because it used to make me very angry. Um, but I feel like when I when I thought about it in that way, it's more of like, you know what, I feel sorry for you. That's a very, yeah, that's a very like selfless way to think about it too. Like, yeah. not blaming the person who does the oppressing or Yeah, because when you like look that. at everything that led up to it in the background, you can kind of, not that you agree with it, but you can yeah, understand, understand where they come from. Absolutely. That's why I feel, I feel the same way, I think, yeah. in that sense. Um, how do you feel about the N-word? Some pe- like so, about people using it. Yeah. So I feel like this is going to come off hypocriti- hypocritical. <laughs> I am, I use the word. Um, I'm comfortable with people using the word. Hard R? Not there's, hard there's a R. difference. A, an A, an A at an the a. end, yeah, an A at the end is like normal and casual. <laughs> casual, yeah. <laughs> you know, no, I get amongst what you mean. black people, it's, let me emphasize I that. I think it's easier to use the A. The A than the E R. Yeah, that's like, um, I'm not comfortable with people I don't know, especially if they're not black, using the word. Yeah. I've definitely been okay with people in my close immediate circle using the word and it hasn't offended me because I know the mouth that it's coming from. I know the person and I know that there's it's no race and intent behind and it. Yeah. yeah. But now say a stranger, you know, casually walking by and they're using the word comfortably. Yeah. And, and even they're if not, they're not trying to be, even if they're not, and yeah. they can totally be, you know, the most accepting person, not a racist, not prejudiced, but they're maybe they have other friends that they've grown up with and that have made them feel comfortable using the word. But it bothers me when uh, a non-black person can be in the presence of a black person that they don't know and still feel confident to use the word. Yeah. You don't know me and you don't know how I'll react to that word. Don't use it around me. You know what I mean? Or don't Mm -hmm. use it around people that you don't know. If there's somebody in your life that has made you feel comfortable to use that word around them, use it around them. Yeah. Not around the general public to start throwing around because you don't know what, how that's going to come across to somebody else. Okay. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Do you, um, how do you, okay, so I know, I don't know, this was like, I remember a long, long time ago when I was a little kid, there was, um, Oprah was talking about how in rap songs they use the, the N-word a yeah. lot and how there's two different kind of like ideas where like using the word is going to help take it back in a way and like make it so that it doesn't mean yeah, kind what of it like, meant. Kind of like, and can I swear? Yeah, you can swear. Kind of like saying bitch. Yeah. Like a girl calling yeah. another girl that word so, is not as offensive as yeah, a man that true. you don't know coming up to you and calling you that word. Yeah. That would piss you off. Absolutely. But amongst women, it's the same thing, reclaiming that word and calling one of your b- best friends, like, you know what I mean? In a casual way. Yeah, it's, I mean, you, it's can, the you same can say it like, theory. friend, like, I, I feel yeah. like there's context, obviously, context. like, oh, like, what's up, bitch? Just like, literally you know, that doesn't mean I'm not calling you a bitch. Exactly. If I ever say that around my mom, she'd be like, excuse me? Like, yeah. why would you? I'm like, okay, I'm like, it's not what I mean. Exactly. But um, so I think Oprah was like, no, I don't want that word used at all. And I don't want, I want to forget about that word, which I can, I, everyone has their decision. own, their own truth, right? And then yeah. 
the rappers. I don't. I really. This is like literally a distant memory that somebody told me about. Like, so I'm just like thinking about this now. But like, I do. There's people who are like, I don't want anything to do with that. I don't want to hear yeah. it, even if it's be amongst the community. Yeah. Um. And there's other people who want to, like I said, take it back, mm-hmm. use it, um, to kind of just get rid of that negative association. Condensation. The yeah. There yeah. we go. <laughs> I think on my first episode I said negative condensation. Like no the way. Stuff on the, like, the windows and stuff. And I, I didn't catch it. I like listened back when I published it and I was like, oh, I said condensation. <laughs> that sounds stupid. <laughs> I knew what I was talking about. Condentation, right? Connotation. Condensation. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. I know. I know the word. I know, yeah. I know the word. Um. No. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Let's see what else we have. Do you have something else you want to say? Um. I hear you like about that. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, basically, I feel like it's. It's to your own individual decision if you're comfortable using it. Like, I've heard black people say they don't even use the word. Not mm-hmm. even in a funny way, not a casual, and in a no way. Like, they yeah. just don't want it in their vocabulary. Which I get, too. Yeah, and I respect that. But I feel like, as a black person, you have the right to choose. Yeah. If you want to use that word, use that word in the way you feel comfortable. If you don't want to use that word, don't use that word. Um, but I don't think everyone's going to jump on to the same page as far as that word. Um, there are some yeah, people who are comfortable using it and some who make a conscious effort not to use it. And I feel like that's to their discretion. What I don't like is when white people use that as their excuse to say it. Well, you guys say it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like I not, can. Yeah. You, you were never word. enslaved. Your people were never called that word. So you don't have the right to feel offended that you can't say it. Why would you want to say it that bad? You know what I mean? Yeah. Or like someone saying you know I, I was just singing in a song you know singing and that's fine it happens but sometimes it slips out yeah. sometimes it slips out that happens but then just be like like you know my bad mm-hmm. not like well it was in the song anyway yeah it's like but the, the tone song, behind right? it you know what i mean like are you even apologetic about it yeah. or do you feel like you because have the I think right that's like to say people it people who react that way they don't understand they don't and they and maybe they're not just like they're not knowledgeable about it. a little it. ignorant about it yeah. and that's fine it's just when you feel like you're um ignorant to certain things educate yourself yeah um, absolutely talk to people that you know that are black and ask them those questions like hey uh i just want to you know educate myself about this and talk to them about it listen to it's, it's confidential yeah listen to <laughs> it's confidential exactly <laughs> educate yourself yeah no yeah i agree and i like looking back i used to say the n-word a lot like and it in never, no way never offensive. offended me like no ne- i would never use it offensively but as i get older the last few years i'm realizing okay like even if it's not I, i'm not trying to offend anyone yeah. i still could be offending someone and, and right. like, it's not my i shouldn't use it regardless like I've, i've i feel like i've really toned it down yeah yeah not that like it was never bad anyway and yeah, that's what i mean bad. by like certain people in your circle where when you know the person and you know where it's coming from and it's not coming from a racial slur because I have been called the n-word in a racial slur type of way not By in a, a white funny person? yeah oh my god I know so it's like you know the Tell difference me <laughs> <laughs> to be honest I don't even know the girl it was like oh jeez funny so enough random. it was like back in MSN days you know you could like group chat on MSN like oh, you could add man. somebody to it somebody I was chatting with this is in Holy Names days actually this was Holy Names yeah so I had a friend in Holy Names and we were on MSN, and he, he was like, oh, I'm going to add someone to the chat. I was like, okay, cool. Added them to the chat, and she just off the wall, N-word, N-word this, N-word, N-word that. Like, wow. Yeah, and I almost kind of questioned the person that added her into the chat. Like, were you just trying to see how I would react? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, you hear it, and you know the context behind it. 
you can read it and know the context behind it. Um, so it's to your discretion whether you feel like it's being used in a way to offend you or in a jovial way. What's that mean? Like, uh, you know, like silly, not taking it really seriously. <laughs> using big words. I thought, yeah, I, thought I was smart. smart girl, you know, she's educated. She's, she's a university educated. graduate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so we kind of, you kind of dive, dove into some experiences and stories, but do you have anything else that sticks out? Like any moments in your life, like specific, like work? Oh, how's hmm. work for you? Um, Even like when you worked at McDonald's, like all those jobs, yeah. Like, okay. Um, if I was to say, like work, I don't know if I've noticed it a lot. You know, a lot or at all, like a lot. Like not from coworkers, if that's what you mean. Yeah. Like I, ha- I haven't felt that through coworkers. Management, um, anything like that. More so customers. Okay, yeah, I could you see know what customers. I mean? being... Because you're seeing all types of different people. Like, I've worked at McDonald's. I've worked retail. I've worked a lot of different jobs. I work at a clinic. Um, so just dealing with a lot of people. And it's not, like I said, it's not always blatant. It's not always with a word. It's kind of the way they're looking at you. Or you can just feel this vibe of, like, they are uncomfortable. And, like, it's kind of like the elephant in the room. It's obviously like, what else are you uncomfortable <laughs> about? Like I'm five foot nothing. Like I'm tiny. You know what I mean? Like I'm not an intimidating big man standing in front of you. Why do you look scared? <laughs> like, you know, it's kind of like you start to, what it's else are you, you know what I mean? can be scared. You don't want to always jump to, is it because I'm black? You don't want to be that person that associates you with that. But sometimes but it's just like, somehow? well, what else? Well, yeah. What else is making you feel intimidated by me? Like, it, it, like it has to be that um even in school um so i did a collaborative program and i did my first two years in chatham um small, small, so small even smaller even smaller than windsor and less diverse because at least windsor is pretty diverse yeah windsor i would say the older diverse. i got the less i felt um like such a um sore thumb you know mm. what I mean? Um, didn't I felt, stick out as much. You yeah, didn't I feel, feel like, like you did. Yeah, I feel like I didn't stick out as much anymore. Like the the older I got, and it's, you start going to school, and there's so many different people. Um, but Chatham is a little less uh, diverse, and it's just like I would walk into a Tim Hortons in the morning, and like literally all these old white people would just stop and stare at me, <laughs> like like mid and mid this was sipping like tea, like three years ago. Yeah, you know what I mean, like like mid donut, just like stop and look up at like, the door <gasps> and continue to watch me as I walk into the line and I stare back. You know, what I mean? so <laughs> I like I'm like looking over like because I'm just like waiting for them to to look away. You know, like as soon as the door opens, people usually look and, and then they look away. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking back to see, are they going to look away? And they're not. They're just not looking away. They just keep staring at me. So I'm like, you must not have a lot of black people walk into yeah. this Tim Hortons. Cause, and, and again, the age. These are old white people. Probably grew up during segregation. So they're kind of just like, oh, wow. Yeah. You know what I mean? And That's so funny. Is, yeah. your, is your initial like understanding of that like oh it's because i'm black or is yeah it, okay yeah i feel like it's it almost like, oh, instinctual like, I, at this point on my face kind of thing yeah I yeah feel like after like experiencing it for so it starts to become long. like your intuition you kind of know like you can just feel it yeah it's kind of what like, about um patients because you're a nurse patients so, i like, haven't had negative experiences with but I've, nice. I've definitely noticed um you know, they just kind of look at you a little, a little funny or it, sometimes it's more so your name that they're tripped up on. <sighs> For me, like 
I have a very ethnic name, so like okay, say your name for the for the record. <laughs> say name. my name for the record. Full name. Which name? <laughs> yeah, God, I don't know. A, I don't know. Here's the thing. We have okay, too many. I have too many. So Tell them all. Well, my government. So <laughs> <laughs> oh man, they're gonna find you. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. So on paper, and I'll explain. <laughs> my name is Febin Asgadon. With a B. But with a B. So my name is spelt Febin. But my parents have always called me Faven. With That's a V. With a V. Like, the way they pronounce it in my language and the way my grandma says it and, like, my aunts and uncles and everybody back home, they say Faven. Um, but when they spelled it on my birth certificate, they, they used a B. So I've just always been Febin, mm-hmm. like, to, to most people, especially the ones that know me in school. Yeah, high school. You know, high school, I still, school. like, if I'm talking to my mom about it, I'm like, oh, yeah, Febin. Yeah. But when I'm thinking your name, like, in my in my head, I say Faven. Yeah, so it's like I feel like on paper, anybody that's seen me in a school or work environment, obviously you have your legal name, so it's it's Febin. Mm-hmm. Um, but the older I got, and the more um, just deeply rooted in my culture, I was starting to feel I wanted to hear it the way my parents say it. So yeah. even though it's not spelt Faven on social media, I spell it that way. It's Faven. Um, I just like the way it sounds. I like hearing it. Yeah, I like hearing it in the way that my parents would say it. I like hearing it the way that my grandma would say it. So I go by Faven. Um, so culturally, Faven Askodom. Um, <laughs> but on paper, it's Febin Askodom. <laughs> so that's my name. <laughs> it's funny how like, they but, get so like, I, your last name, yeah, your last name is definitely visibly like different. Very. But even like, I yeah. guess Febin is different but i feel like it's still like a name that you can pronounce it's pronounceable but that's another thing people will just act like what the hell is this so confused <laughs> it's five letters and yeah. sound them out like you know yeah. what i mean but i would tell my patients phoebe because they, they would yeah. get so confused and stumbled especially the older ones what you know and they're just kind of confused <laughs> <laughs> so i'm just like phoebe right. <laughs> you can call me phoebe uh, i'm your student nurse today is like, that not your is phoebe not like the, the english, english version? yeah it's yeah. the english equivalent to my name so it's a That's biblical so cool. name and phoebe in the bible is faven in the i'm hard i love it so much because phoebe from friends is right like my <laughs> it's not characters. <laughs> crazy cat lady <laughs> I, yeah crazy cat lady. i feel like i'm very similar to phoebe too yeah like uh, anyways i love phoebe okay so are, are there any like experiences and stories that you have a stick up in like with respect to like racism discrimination um, mm. um yeah I, oh my god that kind of like maybe okay um i'll give you one i guess just from the off the top of my head I, this is one of those things like because it's so it, it, it's just been There's such a part so of your upbringing things, yeah. it's like norm like unfortunately normal um but you forget a lot of it um it's also good that way you don't want to harbor anything but one thing that's kind of coming to mind and this is kind of like speaks to what i mean by the way that adults can speak to a kid in such an aggressive way um because they're not really comfortable <clears throat> with you or what you look like um i was like eight i think and the rest of my like the community that i grew up with my cousins were all around the same age ish you know like ranging from like maybe 12 to like you know seven at that time so i was eight at the time um we all had this like idea we're like let's have a lemonade stand so like after church like we begged our parents we're like can we go to like our cousin's house i won't plug her name but like we're like can we we?" (laughs) i won't expose her so i'm like i was like you you know can we all go to her house like you know blah blah blah. like we want to do this we're gonna raise money and then we convinced them and then they said okay okay go 
So we go. Turns out there was no lemons. <laughs> so we're like, all right, let's make iced tea. Let's make iced tea, and we're going to sell it and stuff like that and whatever, whatever. So we set up, a, and my brother was with me too. So we were all, like, making iced tea, and then we take it outside, you know, typical, and then we start, like, hey, you know, lemonade, 50 cents, whatever, whatever. We're just, like, you know, trying to sell some, or what am I saying, iced tea. We're trying to sell some iced tea. And the neighbor across the street, I guess, has always had issues with my cousin's family. Like, she just has accused her mom of so much crap. Like, she accused her of, like, breaking her car, and at the time, she was pregnant. So mm. she's like, what am I doing? Like, you know what I mean? Just, like, yeah. just kind of antagonizing. Okay. So we're selling our, our iced tea. This woman is guard- gardening across the street, right? She just whips her head around. She goes, shut the F up. Uh, actually said the word. Nobody wants to taste that nasty shit. Like, she, she just, like, it shocked us. And mind you, at that age, I was, you know, rebellious little me, crazy little me. I stare back. I speak back. So I was like, um, F you. <laughs> eight years old. <laughs> yeah, eight years old. F you. This grown-ass woman is just cussing at us. Like, we're, mind you, little girls, one little boy, my yeah. brother, were your part. So it's just like... We're kids. Like, why are you cussing at us like that? Because we're selling iced tea. Like, maybe we're being loud because we're selling iced tea. But just, hey, kids, can you keep it down? Yeah. That's what she would have said if we were a group of white kids. Or she probably would have ignored it if you were. Or a group she probably of white wouldn't kids. have. Ca- she probably would have came and bought some. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Oh, I'll buy them for you, honey. <laughs> You're gardening in the summer. You know, come, <laughs> come and buy some of our lemonade. <laughs> yeah. That's but so sad. she just and so I, when I said that, she instantly walked in her home. Like, maybe two seconds later, her husband comes out, like, charging. With a gun? No, no. Gun. no. Char- like, just charging. Like, he was... So, we all got scared. And, like, we ran into the house, shut the door, and we're like, like, God, like, like no, it's We were like, sca- man grown men. at a group of kids. And he started pounding on the door, and he's like, which one of you kids swore at my wife? da 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 And then he was just, like, pounding on the door, trying to look through the window, like, yeah. and we were shook. Like, we were all scared. Like, what do I do? And he's like, I'm calling the effing cops. Blah, blah, blah. He did. He called the cops. On a, a bunch of kids uh, for saying F you when your wife swore at us first. She, like, not to be, like, this annoying. Is, she started it. You know what I mean? She She's, did. She should know better. Why are you swearing at a group of children? So we're all scared now. And then, um, so my aunt basically tries to talk to them, you know, whatever, whatever. And we were all scared. We're like, we're going to get in trouble. Like, if she, you know, if the cops come, like, we're going to get in trouble, blah, blah, blah. My aunt was smart enough to call my sister and not my parents, so she called my older sister. So she comes out, and she comes downstairs, because we were all hiding downstairs at this point. We got, like, so scared. And um, she was just like, you know, what happened? And I explained to her everything that happened. She's like, don't worry. Like, that lady is stupid. That man is stupid. Um, You didn't do anything wrong. I I don't want you to feel bad, because I started crying, because I felt really bad. I felt really bad. I was like, the cops are, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, I felt like I was in such big trouble, like, Oh my God! And I felt like I, I committed a crime. You know what yeah. I mean? I was eight years old. I said "f you" and you call the police and send your husband yelling at us. Like, I literally felt so bad, and so I started crying. And my my sister was just like, "You didn't do anything wrong. They're crazy. You know, don't worry." Blah blah blah. And she just really like big sistered me, you know. And so um, I don't know. That's one of those moments where you look back and you're like, "Would I have been treated that way if I wasn't black?" Yeah. You know. Absolutely. So it's not always um, did somebody call you the n word, which happens, but. Sometimes it's just certain experiences like that where you're like, you you really mistreated me for no reason, like, yeah. you know. But yeah. Anything else that sticks out? Um, 
that was a good example. I'm just yeah. wondering if you have any other stories. No, I don't know. Nothing else coming to mind right now. Like it's some, it was one th- thing that I'd have to like sit in here and think about. No, yeah. If you, if, if anything pops into your head, just I'll stop just start me. talking. Um, yeah. <laughs> has anyone? I know we said on MSN you got called the N word, but has anyone in real life conversation like blatantly said, like discriminate, like in a discriminatory way, you are mm. that. I mean. I don't think anyone's face-to-face called me the n-word it's I've had it on social media and um, keyboard warriors <laughs> yeah keyboard yeah exactly um, but like certain jokes about my skin color um, more so in grade school than anything like I'd be eating a brownie and like why are you eating yourself yeah just like you know stupid, stupid shit like that. Jokes that like yeah they don't, they don't understand how hard like how that can be harmful to someone, but at the same time, yeah. Like, like or I've, you say that? yeah, like or I've had friends that said you'd be so pretty if you're white, or <sighs> I could picture you as a white girl. You don't look all the way black. You know what I mean? Because I'm Ethiopian and I have like different features. That makes I have me East so African sad. Features. And actually, that's like kind of a good segue because I do want to talk about like beauty standards and yeah. issues and stuff like that. But that makes me sad because I even remember being like little, little, really little, and like I don't want to. I'm like throwing myself under the bus, but like thinking like about like oh like they're so like good lo- like pretty yeah but they're like black like pretty for a black girl pretty for a black girl i've yeah, heard pretty that for a black all my life girl. yeah and then now like girl, I, I again i don't want i'm not trying to like make myself <laughs> look like this racist like dick like that's not how no, I, and I you're feel not like that. that's you're not, not that. when i was little like i knew there was something wrong with that but that's kind of like oh like they're pretty for a black girl you know what i mean yeah but, oh for a black like, that's what i mean when it's you so really ingrained. break that statement down you're like pretty for uh so you're pretty in with and those for, the, for the circumstances that you are under, right? Right. Like, that's so. Yeah, it's an insult. It's a backhanded compliment where it's like you're almost kind of it's like, oh, they called me pretty, but then wait a minute, what the fuck are you trying to say? That's not like, a compliment at all. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I heard that all the time. I remember one time in grade, it was like eight, well, summer of grade uh, grade eight, just going into high school, and I was hanging out with some friends, and she brought me to her boyfriend's house, and she, it was like a birthday party. And he goes on the phone and he's like, he calls his friends and he's like, you guys got to come see this. this is the prettiest black girl I ever saw. Yeah. And it's like, in one way, it's kind of like a compliment, but it's not. It's really it's like not. And your you're, beauty is like separate from regular beauty. Regular, Either I'm just the prettiest calling, girl you saw when or. When we say regular, we mean white people, which yeah. is kind of what the media. <laughs> yeah. Kind of. Well, they're getting better. But yeah, kind of like what, you, better, what but. we associate beauty with. Yeah, 100%. It was almost like. Um, if you are black and you are beautiful, you're the exception. Yeah. Like, as if to say the standard of black people is not beautiful. Yeah, exactly. You know? So it's kind of like, it's not like you're complimenting me, but you're dissing my people. That, and that's the thing, but it's like those actions and those yeah, words that they use. It. That's like, it, yeah, pretty much it implies it, and that kind of makes the ideas there yeah. for people. Yeah. It makes me sad. To even have had those thoughts as a fucking young kid, I feel like an yeah, idiot. Yeah, but, but that kind of ties into what I was saying earlier about like understanding the background and yeah. why I don't harbor anger because it's sometimes like it's put out there in the media. You know what I mean? Every time you see a beautiful woman, she's usually a white or a light-skinned woman. But yeah. when they have a black character in a movie, they usually they make them, make them grungy like looking, the no makeup, hair's not done. You know, it's like the characters that they get. The ones known for like the sass. Do like you know what I mean? Yeah, they present this image to you that stays in your subconscious 
until you consciously think about it and are like, wait a minute, why do I have these thoughts? Yeah. Why do I think that way? Why are black people always being representative, represented in that the negative way? way. In the negative yeah. way. It creates those thoughts, and that's why, you know, after so many years, people think that way. Yeah. And Be- it, yeah. Know, it's subconscious. It is, and that's why I'm, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, a lot of it is just, it's taught, you know what I mean? It's taught in ways that it's not always blatant. It's like these subconscious messages that they're sending you. Um, like, uh, if you think about it, I even heard this in, I forget where, but they were basically, somebody was talking about it and they were saying, you know, how often do you see a black woman as the love interest in a movie? Yeah. Very rarely. Only in black movies. She's usually either, right? um, yeah, only in like black movies, um, which a lot of the time don't even get played in a lot of theaters. Like, no. it's very hard to find a Medea movie. You're not gonna find it at Devonshire. No, You'll find really. it only at Silver City. And there's th- even something as simple as that is like the movie Maybe comes out and you want to go see it and it's not even playing at the mall. And you're like, the hell? Like, it's, yeah. it's not it's not something that's standard, you know? Or even like TV but, shows. Like now yeah. it's different, but like growing up, like BET, that's where you'd watch TV yeah, shows exactly. that have black people. Exactly. And then when people try to talk about, you know, why have a BET, um, you know, you're segregating yourself. Well, it's like you don't represent us anywhere else. Yeah. So where are we going to see ourselves? In a, in a better light than either, um, usually two categories. They call the mammy figure, which is the full-figured woman who's usually like a nanny or, you know, the one with the sass and mm-hmm. whatever. And um, the very overly sexual character. Okay. But never usually just a regular girl, beautiful, and being the love interest. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's true. So it's kind I of like... I never really thought about that yeah. too deeply. Now, yeah, I kind of, I see that. You know what I mean? So it's like you're kind of teaching people subconsciously that's not to be desired. Yeah. You know? Um, how else do you think that the media um, portrays black people in a negative way? Gang violence. Yeah. Um, single mothers. You, oh, God. Yeah. They never have a dad for some reason. And then, mm-hmm. you know, you know controversial to say, but... I think about a single mom, I think of, like, a white, like... Trailer park trash. That's bad to say. It is, but you know, I might or might not cut that out. But I, I don't mean that with any disrespect or like harmfulness. But that's what I think. But I can understand what you mean because in, in yeah, a lot of times in TV shows, you don't see there's the always dad. A lot of single mom, yeah. They, they're always a single mom, and you know, like I was, gonna, I was about to say, controversial to mention Cosby, but a lot of people were upset about the scandal and the way that it was publicized a lot more than other scandals because it was like the one figure that we all had was Bill Cosby. Yeah. The, the normal family that's black, they're educated, they're a family just like yours, um, they're just darker. You know what I mean? And that was such a, po- like one of very few positive uh, portrayals of a black image on television was mm-hmm. the Cosby show. We all grew up on that. My foreign parents love that show. Yeah. You know, they don't even watch English shows like that, but that show, they love the Cosbys. They love Bill Cosby. I thought my dad was literally <laughs> Bill Cosby, minus the fact that he's not a doctor. Yeah, but <laughs> looks like Bill Cosby. Yeah, you know, the sweaters, like he yeah. dressed like him. And so, like, yeah, so, and I had my mom. You know, I was very lucky to have both parents in my home. I grew up with both my mom and my dad, but always on TV, and people will just assume you don't have a dad. Yeah. Like, I remember I had a teacher who literally said, where's your dad? You know what I mean? Because I, I brought some pictures in. She asked me for some pictures. And my dad was always the one behind the camera and stuff like that. I wonder why she asked for pictures to begin with. I don't know. I don't <laughs> even remember. But to be like, sneaky, like, just like she didn't want to, I don't know. I don't know. I don't but I showed her a picture from a like one of the Christmas parties uh, that my mom took us to. 
and my dad is always the one with the camera like mm -hmm. he's always the one taking the picture so he's yeah, obviously not in the photo mm -hmm. so the picture i brought her was just and it wasn't even my whole mind you i have like 100 siblings <laughs> that picture didn't even have all my siblings in it it was just me one of my brothers and my mom yeah, in that picture it wasn't even my whole family and i just showed it to her to, to show her my mom and stuff and she was like where's your dad <laughs> is, is your is your dad around like and i just yeah, he's the one taking the picture. And I almost feel like when she looked at me, like she didn't believe me. You know when you tell someone something and you can tell they don't believe you? I was like, oh, he, he's always taking the picture. He took the picture. And she was like, hmm. oh. oh, yeah, like that. Like just kind of, okay, I'll leave that alone. But yeah. no, like I have a dad. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but, you know, in, in media and in TV, a lot of the time you don't see a positive image of a black family. Mom and dad, dad respects mom. You know, mom's upholding the home, brother, sister, everyone's in the house, like like you would see any other family. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, you have countless, countless white shows that portray that image, countless sitcoms that portray that image, but you can count on one hand how many shows portrayed that for a black family. Um, yeah. And the one staple that we had, you know, it was kind of tarnished now because of, you know, the actions and things that went down, but Which people sucks. even have a hard time with the fact that Woody Allen uh, very respected white director, filmmaker, mm -hmm. married his adopted daughter, and that's oh. not and that's not talked about. I didn't know that he did that. He did, and it's not what talked about. Hell? But there's a lot of Google there's a lot. Of, yeah, go ahead. But there's like a lot of creepy things that happen in the industry. But when it's a black person, it's highly publicized. So I'm not like saying <laughs> you're not taking away I'm, like what he. I'm did not taking away bad. from what he did. Like it was it was messed up. I'm not taking away from a lot of the the actions of the people that are getting this kind of publicity, but why is it predominantly the black people that are always ostracized for something that a white person could do and it's it's quiet, it's kept under wraps, it's it's not on the news, it's not like being publicized as much. Um, it's kind of just like reinforcing that negative image of black people. And then gang violence, you know what I mean? Like there's so many, you know, shows and, when you think about it, that's what gets rewarded, even in music and things like that. It's like the rappers who are mumbling about nothing that are getting all this attention, and it's like the conscious rappers that kind of get snubbed yeah. all the time. Like, need I even say Macklemore versus Kendrick? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just rappers who speak about something a lot more conscious don't always get the, the same recognition that the mumble rappers get. Because it's like yeah. they're reinforcing that image. They want you to keep hearing that. They want you to keep seeing that because it reinforces the stereotypes you grow up with of thinking um, that way. Yeah, you see it. <laughs> I know. So he, so she wasn't his adopted daughter. She was the he, adoptive daughter of, of his, his ex-wife or something. But he raised her. Oh, did that's yeah. fucked. So it's like ew, and he's old, and she, she yeah, she, oh my gosh, she's younger he than me. He divorced. Oh wait, no, sorry, she's forty-nine. Sorry, I saw 1997. He, yeah, but no, she looks he like, like a kid. divorced his wife and then married her. Like, it's creepy. Like she was running around your house like a little girl growing up, and yeah, you obviously looked at her in a sexual way. She's forty-nine. He's eighty-five. So eighty-four. So he, yeah, she's definitely sketchy. Yeah. Very, very oh, sketchy. That makes me sick. And he's still making films. His Why movies I know have not that? been be exactly what yeah, I'm telling yeah, you. You know, media about. will continually push in your face Cosby scandal, and kind of they now they pull Cosby show off. You know, the reruns they pull that oh, off the they? air. Yeah, you know because the situation. Uh, understandable. Understandably, understandable. but they, have I they don't. pulled any of his projects? Yeah. Has he been ostracized out of Hollywood? Is he being 
indicted or investigated or and nothing you know what I mean so it's kind of like it's kind of how I view also the um maybe that's like a whole other topic that's that's gonna make this thing like two hours long but like even for example the over policing of black and brown people oh yeah you know what I mean a white person can do the same crime as a black person the black person will get a harsher sentence whereas the white person might get off on a warning or maybe a little bit of parole a little bit of probation or whatever Mm -hmm. um Whereas a black person, like, you're going to get a very harsh sentence. You're probably going to get denied for parole. Your probation is going to be, what, Meek had, like, what, 18 years of probation or something? Like, something ridiculous. I don't know, because I don't really follow yeah, that much. Yeah, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, like, you know what I mean? It's just, like... No, but statistically, yeah, black people have It's not get, that black people harsher. are more violent. It's no. just that you police us more harshly. You yeah, give our sentencing... Yeah, exactly. I can't talk. But, yeah, no, honestly, I remember learning about that in crim classes. Like, ethnic minorities are... Yeah. Less likely to be able to Yeah, be approved for parole and things like that. It's just kind of like a double standard where you can do it, but we can't do it. If we do it, it enforces a stereotype. If you do it, you know. Makes me sad. Yeah, it's sad. (laughs) Like, you know, um, it's another controversial topic. It could be another episode. Topic, yeah. That'd yeah. be cool. I'm interested in that, like, to hear, to learn. I'm just interested yeah. to learn, maybe with some other people, too. Yeah. With the girls. Your girls. My girls, um, yeah. What about um, beauty standards? What issues do we see with yeah. beauty standards in Z-World, in the media, in walking so, into a store? Yeah, a lot. Um, I do think now... It's getting better. It's better. I think so too. Because you walk into a store and you see magazines and there's all yeah, sorts of people. Yeah, you see a bunch there, of things. Yeah, even on commercials. Up, yeah. You're starting to see even like interracial families. You'll see a black family now here and there, but you'll also, once in a while, you'll see an interracial family. And it's something that I even notice. Like if I'm casually watching or not really paying attention, whatever, and a commercial comes on and I kind of notice, I'm like, oh wow. And I literally inside, I feel happy. I'm kind of like proud. Like you'll you'll even see. You know, black mom, white dad, mixed kids. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, or you'll see black dad, white mom, mixed kids. Like, reflection of what our world actually looks like. You know what I mean? Like, the majority, I feel, is very intermixed, very interracial. um, Well, well past segregation where it's like you don't have just the one race family anymore. Like, even you. Like, you're mixed. Yeah, I'm mixed. So it's like why don't we see that on media enough but now we're starting to so like that definitely I want more Polish Arabic um, representation <laughs> yeah <in my foods. laughs> on a Wednesday yeah <laughs> yeah um, so beauty standards um, I think is very apparent well I mean maybe it's apparent for me maybe not for everybody but no I don't think white people per- get it yeah I don't, I don't think, think they get like it if but I were to go to like my friends who are I don't want to make any of them out to be like not understanding but I feel like maybe even two years ago a year ago wouldn't like be like oh I don't what see what are you it. talking yeah, about like, there's yeah an issue. like I but that's also like I don't want to say that's their I don't want to say it's not their fault but it's also like it's just it's not it, talked about it, yeah so how, how do you know exactly and it's not your reality so it's yeah. not something you look for yeah exactly like when when anybody looks at a movie reads a book listens to a song watches um you know a magazine cover or billboards whatever anything subconsciously you kind of look for yourself yeah in that so if you're white and you're being represented, you don't see a problem because why would you be thinking about seeing black people? 
You know what I mean? I but as a black that, girl growing up, <laughs> yeah, as a black girl growing up and nothing looks like you, nothing represents you, you do think about it and you just feel like that's the norm. That's just normal. You know what I mean? Um, you just grow up to kind of accept it until you realize it shouldn't be acceptable, you know? Yeah. Um, simple things like makeup. You know, we've come a long way now. Shout out Fenty. Um, <laughs> but you like, it was almost impossible finding foundation that could match your color because it's either, you know, light, um, you know, tanned, or it's like dark, dark. There was like no in between. It was like you're. It just kind of you, jumps. Yeah, it just you have jumps. Like, 10 like you can't light find that. Shades. Yeah, like a million different shades of white and beige, but olive three shades for black people like i only get three shades to pick from yeah. you know what i mean um drugstore especially you know what i mean growing up when you're a kid and you just kind of what you're just starting to get into makeup a little bit yeah you're not um, gonna buy high end yeah even you know, nowadays you're Mac not a lot when of people, like 13 yeah. you know what i mean so like you kind of go to the gr- drugstore and like literally nothing would match you <laughs> like you're looking at this and for me i just didn't wear makeup growing up like mm-hmm. predominantly is that why um yeah, sort of. I feel yeah. like, because when I started to get curious, I didn't really care for it for a long time. I was kind of a tomboy. But when I did start to care for it, um, nothing really matched me. So I'm like, well, what's the point? So I actually, funny enough, used to use bronzer <laughs> as like foundation. powder foundation. Yeah, because it was like the only Aww. thing that matched my color was the bronzer. I was like, wow, just bronzing my entire face. That's crazy. You know, a little mascara, a little lipstick, and call it a day. How, like, <laughs> you can't really find bronzers that are dark enough. No, it's very hard to find a bronzer. That, now at this point, like some of my bronzers, they're just there for shimmer. Mm. Um, <laughs> other than that, you know what I mean? You can find dark contour shades, but bronzing and things like that. What's the difference that? between contour and bronzer? So contour, you're looking for more of like a gray tone to create a shadow. You wouldn't, oh, okay. you wouldn't like put that all over your cheek. Whereas okay. bronzer, you're looking to kind of warm up, sun kiss the face mm. kind of thing. So like the bronzers I have are pretty much the same color as me, but they've got a little shimmer to it. So I kind of like it for the shimmer. Okay. Um, but it's kind of hard to find a, like a good bronzer. So contour works. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> we, we make it work. Yeah. But, um, you know, magazine ads, things like that. You don't typically see a black woman shown in all their beauty you know what i mean like you have to really look for it like you have to really look for it to see that kind of representation um models things like that where what like all except one or two are white you know what i mean like are there no black models you know what i mean so naomi campbell i mean (laughs) you know tyra like you can name them could you name every white model you could not two yeah there's like Tyra, Naomi, who else? Is there anyone else that's notable, like like from that era? Like Cynthia Bailey, Iman, um, Leah Cabede, shout out, she's Habesha. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is from that era. That era. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, I don't. I mean, I could name. I could name those two. Cindy Crawford, like that's it. That's all I really yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. But that's different because I don't really, like I said, you don't follow it as much. Yeah. yeah. But like, it's just, um, it's just so common that you see more often if they're not white they're light skin yeah you know what i mean it's very rare that you see a dark skin being praised for her beauty and honestly i feel like things shifted um when lupita nyong'o kenyan beautiful actress uh she kind of took the scene um and people were commenting on how beautiful she was you know, and she doesn't wear wigs and weaves and all that. Like, she has short hair, like, kinky hair. 
um, very dark, very beautiful, and it was kind of the first time, and that was not too long ago, that I've seen a black woman be praised so much for her beauty publicly like that. Yeah. You know, on red carpets, she was like the one that they were watching out for and things like that. Um, yeah, she's really pretty. And she is. She's Did, gorgeous. She was the one who wore that orange dress one year, right? To like one of those big red, red carpets? Probably. Like she's worn like baby blue, like oh, emerald sweet. green. She wears like rich colors usually. But um, yeah, she was just being really praised for her beauty. Um, and that was kind of like the first time I saw that. Like I, you don't really see that as often. Oh, is she in Black Panther? Yeah. Okay, I'm thinking of someone else, but she is really pretty. And too. she did. Um, I'm pretty sure she was in t- uh, Twelve Years a Slave. She was Patsy. I love the soundtrack to that. Yeah. Nice picture of her. Yeah, she's so gorgeous. Yeah. Um, but it's not as often. You don't ov- often see black women on the cover of Vogue. You know what I mean? It's yeah. <laughs> um, either white or like racially ambiguous. Like, they look some sort of exotic mix of something mm-hmm. um you can't really Spanish, place some Mexican, yeah arab Arabic. you know all that but you know where is that dark you know sudanese woman that can be praised for her beauty where's that ethiopian woman where's she at <laughs> like Eritrean, you know and Rwandan. like i said I, I think it's starting to change Jamaican. now i feel like it's really getting better Try but all, all the of them I can think of real quick. yeah <laughs> yeah there's so, so many um okay but yeah is there anything else you want to talk about on that? Or do you want to move on to something else? <laughs> I don't have a, a whole lot left on my list, but that doesn't mean we're done if we yeah. don't want to be done. But I did have, um, I have here, just I wrote out random, I wrote down random notes, but Canada versus M- America, like who's worse in terms of like. Yeah, so here's I the mean, thing. I mean, in your experience, right? I don't know. I feel like America has to be worse. Um, but there is also the theory of, is America just more blatant with their racism? And is America just like a bigger country, country in and general? Are have more? What am I trying to say? Is there more opportunity for that to occur in the states, especially back? A higher population. Because we had slaves and everything in Canada. Yeah. We had we had all of that. Yeah. And we were horrible to our indigenous population. Hundred percent. Population, and still are. There's still so many issues that revolve yeah. around indigenous rights and. All that stuff. Um, so yeah, you'd say, yeah, it's, yeah, it's like kind of like I it's hard to say because feel America like is like the lesser of the two evils. Yeah, I don't think Canada. I feel like we all, uh, as Canadians, I feel like we all kind of think that too. Yeah. But is it also that America is more um, represented in the media than Canada? I never thought about that. You know That's actually mean? a good point. Yeah, I America feel like America is media. We Literally, don't watch. I, I feel like we watch America, especially in Windsor. We watch American news. We watch American channels. You know, American um, TV show. Uh, most TV shows. I are watch American. the American debates and like I yeah. follow their politics more Me than too. I follow Canadian politics. Like, yeah, could be a media thing too. That's true. Um, <laughs> but I feel like as far as like police brutality and that kind of violence, I feel like America's really, really worse on that end. I can't say i've witnessed anything like that or heard too many like stories coming from canada of the things we hear about going on in america you know and those are the times where i'm like wow i'm very blessed and lucky that i live in canada because if i was living in america it could be a different story yeah you're right with you know with sandra bland trayvon martin uh, yeah you know eric garner like all all these people that are literally dying for what a traffic signal like a woman who doesn't put her signal on and doesn't want to put out her cigarette is being hung, you know what I mean, in a prison and they're trying to say she committed suicide, you know, things like that. I don't hear about that happening here. 
Thank God. In Canada. That we Thank God. We have a different you know legal I mean? system here. Exactly. So it's kind of like, in that sense, I feel like Canada's a lot better and a lot safer. Um, as far as prejudice goes, anybody could be prejudiced. They just might be better at hiding it. Yeah. Um, but as far as like what you physically experience and the safety for your life, I feel like they're in a lot more danger in America than here because it could literally be anybody. It could be. And you, with gun laws being That so could have been your brother. You know what I mean? Being yeah. choked to death or beaten oh, to death man, and yeah. it's like because of the color and of their skin that makes them also, a visible target yeah and that doesn't just have to be with law enforcement with anyone who has a gun anybody you can own a gun i mean the trayvon martin situation that that was not a police officer that was regular civilian who said he was a neighborhood watch and you know kid walking by in a hoodie and just, just shoot him. Why not? Just right? shoot him. I felt sketchy. scared. I was scared for my life. But the kid is not armed, and he's like, what? He he's was seventeen. Home, and like... Yeah, he was walking home middle of the night. He just got some skittles and a drink, and was just walking home, minding his own business. And you take your opportunity like, to I shoot him because you feel like, I yeah, the grocery store, the corner yeah. store. Oh, like I want, you know, like that. And he was acquitted. He was given no prison time. Literally, nothing happened to him. And that family is still suffering because that boy was on his way to go to college, have a life, have a future, and his mom, you know, was burying her son, and the guy who did it completely just gets off. That's but ridiculous. let me know how that would have turned out if that was a black man who just shot a 17-year-old white boy walking home with some Skittles in his hand. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, how would that child. have happened? That guy would have went to prison, probably gotten the death penalty. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and then when it comes to a black kid that's getting killed, it's like, oh, well, sweep it on the right. It was an accident. Really? Yeah. You know, yeah. so mm, that, yeah. That makes me really when you sad. think about it too long, it really it, it depresses really, you. Yeah, it does because you're like, I, I feel powerless. What am I supposed to do? Yeah, what can you do? What can you do? And then like we're trying. Some people are trying. Yeah, and then you speak up on the cause, yeah. and then people call it reverse racism. Mm-hmm. You know, Black Lives Matter. You Always know, people want to combat it with All Lives Matter. You know. Yeah, and and you know, at first I didn't get the whole like what's wrong with the all lives matter thing, but now like looking like back, it's like okay, I get it because you're you're taking away from the main point here. We know your lives matter. It's your shown. lives matter. It's shown ever, that it matters. Since the beginning of history. Yeah, your life has always mattered, yeah. but ours hasn't. Yeah. So that's why people are saying, you know, the movement Black Lives Matter is like, dude, we matter too. Yeah. It's you know, not, it's not it's not more. that you don't matter yeah. and we're the only ones that matter. It's can you pay attention to us? Can you stop killing us? Like yeah. can we be respected and given the same treatment as everybody else? You know what I mean? That's what that movement is about. So when people diminish it with all lives matter, it's like you're completely undermining the whole point and what's going on and why they're speaking up because you can't you can't fight fire with fire always. Absolutely. So you kill a black boy, should we start killing white boys? No, that's mm. not the answer. Yeah. So we're trying to speak about it. We're trying to be heard about it. But if that's not even respected or cared for, then what's next? And that's where you kind of feel helpless. Like, well, what are we supposed to do? Just accept it? Okay. Yeah. Like, you know? It's like, what? Yeah, you feel helpless, right? Yeah, like, literally, what am I supposed to do? Because no matter how many protests and... You know how many social media posts and retweets and all th- what has been done. It's like how many Nothing. people have to die for there to be action. Yeah, like at least put the people in prison at the very least. Taken. You know the people are just getting away with it, and that's the part that's like it's bad enough that it's happening. It's even worse that it's not being punished. Yeah. You know. Uh, yeah, exactly. It just creates an unsafe environment for everyone. Yeah. 
Um, I'm gonna move. Yeah, on move to, like, <laughs> A less sad topic. How do we feel about Kim K rocking braids? Okay, <laughs> I <laughs> or not just her, but you know, a white, lot of people, white girls, celebrities, in general. influencers, rocking like traditional, tri- not I don't want to say traditional, but um, yeah. typically black, black hairstyles. hairstyles. Yeah. So for me personally, I'm not offended by people wearing braids. I don't think braids alone is cultural appropriation. Um, I feel like when people take on a black persona, take on the black image, but none of the black issues, mm. that's where cultural appropriation well, is going about, on. Uh, what's her name? Rachel. Oh, that, that, that lady, lady that did blackface basically was yeah, trying to convert herself to being black. Yeah. I think she's mentally unwell. So, um, you know, <sighs> it's like, okay. Cause like she's in a whole nother caliber. There is a difference between blackface. Um, with that woman, she was definitely in blackface, but her reasons behind it was like she wanted to be black so bad. Yeah. And she was posing as black, and and she was saying like that she was. And she and was wasn't saying a, she was it black. Wasn't until and her parents came out. And yeah, said, and okay, said, "Dude, we're white. Not, she is white." Yeah. Um, and it kind of and I feel like somebody like that's clear was clearly not all the way mentally it's sane. Like she had good intentions, but it's just like at, it was almost why? like she loved. You can blackness s- so much she wanted to be black so can you really hate somebody or not hate but like could you really be mad at somebody it's for a, a loving black, blackness so much yeah it's unique it's kind of a hard example but but um, I, my thing is you can still support and do everything that she was doing without yeah without trying to be because at the end of the day you were never raised black yeah. you never were raised with those experiences you never felt that prejudice you were never the only kid in the classroom, you know, standing out. You never felt that. You never grew up with that. So it's nice for you to appreciate blackness, but don't impersonate it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because blackness isn't just an image. It's not just how tan your skin gets or a hairstyle that you do. It's the experience you grew up with and that you live with. Yeah. You know, I can't wash this off. You know what I mean? Like she can wash that off of her face I can't what does she do she just puts makeup on yeah I'm pretty sure it's makeup Rachel Del Denzel not Denzel Rachel Del it's something with a Z it's Delzel yeah Yeah, I don't even remember but yeah it was Rachel something if anyone cares I'm gonna google it just in case anyone wants to look it up Um, Rachel but for example um, if you want to talk about the Kim K I feel like um, or Kim K adjacent, whatever. Oh, yeah, you know, there's there's even some YouTubers who have been called out for basically look like like blackface, like you're literally pretending to be black, or Instagram models who are personifying a light skinned girl, but they're mm-hmm. literally completely white. They just spray tan and put some braids in their hair and stick their booty out and think that that's blackness. Dolezel. Yeah, yeah. Rachel Dolzell. Yeah, Dolzell. Okay, that's right. Anyways, yeah. Um. That's where I feel like you are definitely culturally appropriating. It's one thing to appreciate someone's culture. Um, but like I said, it's another thing to impersonate it. Um, you want to take on... You want to... Because... That's, for the clout. That's what's like hot. It's what's hot Mixed now. Mixed so girls are wanna, hot, right? You know what so I mean? You want to be... present that. But what happens when there's the next fad? You know what yeah. I mean? Or the next thing that's cooler? You're going to wash off that makeup and go back to being white. Mm-hmm. You know? You're going to stop spray tanning you're gonna stop injecting your lips you're gonna stop trying to get a bigger booty and whatever whatever and present yourself as this with black features and you know all of that and you're gonna move on to the next thing and then be like praised for your looks when like you you like the black community 
your whole life have been we've been told, been told you're not you're beautiful not, yeah but now we've been that told a you're not it. the standard and this is the standard not you mm-hmm. you know and we've had to grow up with that and try to still find some sort of self-love and still validate ourselves and know that we are beautiful and all of that and then you can just hop up in and present yourself as a mixed girl you know what i mean and again like i said not taking on any of our issues none of our pain none of the discrimination you've never gone through any of that um but you want to take on this image and kind of spin it you know what i mean yeah so it's kind of like that's where i feel like you're culturally appropriating especially if you're not even aware of any of the black issues you know yeah and you so don't have to face them yeah but you like get like at the recognized. end of the day like go to memphis you know what i mean go go down <laughs> south and try to present yourself like that see mm-hmm. the treatment you'll get Let's see if you're going to still stay in your little black face, you know? Yeah. Like there was... Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, it's okay. I was going to say, like, there was this... um, It was kind of like... I only saw it because I was watching this uh, talk show, The Real. And The Real with all the the girls, right? Yeah. Adrian. Yeah. Yeah. And they um, they talked about it. There's, I guess, this Instagram model that presented herself as a light skin. She kind of texturized her hair to make it look curly. (laughs) She spray tanned herself to look almost my color. Oh, my God. Um you know, the enhanced booty, whatever, everything, whatever. She looked like a black girl, lips injected, all that shit. And um, you look like you're literally, you're, you're pretty much black. Mm-hmm. But turns out, I guess somebody had found an old picture of her and she literally looked like this like European girl. I, I don't oh, know. Wow. Yeah. And um, they were talking about it and they were saying, and they brought up a good point, was she's, you know, when you're in that world and... You, you accumulate the followers and all that stuff and whatever, and people are sending you things to promote, blah, blah, blah. They're sending you hair products that are meant for textured hair. You know, they're, they're sending you shit that, um, under the impression, like from black brands, under the impression that you're a black girl. Yeah. And they were saying, like, you, you kind of took that opportunity from an actual black girl yeah. who has actually curly hair. And who can of that actually texture. attest to the product's, um, you know, le- le- legitimacy. Yeah. And, um, you're presenting this image that's not really you. Um, and again, when it's time for you to want to be accepted by society, you can wash that easily off and go back to being white and privileged. <laughs> you know? But what about the black girl? So. Yeah. Um, can you define cultural appropriation for us? I know I know what it is, but yeah. it's, you know, just I want, I want your, your definition. What it um, means to you or I feel what it like, means in general. Yeah, I feel like when people kind of take on... Because it's like, it's image, but it's also more than that. Sometimes it's people's vernacular, big mm-hmm. words. It's the way people speak. Um, yeah, like, for example, bad baby. Do you know what I mean? How She's white. How do you feel about her? I know that she's said, like, she grew up. That's how she grew up. Yeah, I don't know too but much it's about like, her to me, personal like, life. So her I mom can't... doesn't really talk like that. Yeah, I can't comment on her yeah, I don't, again, specifically I don't because unless I know that person... Uh, personally, I don't know where they came from. So, but it speaks to a bigger Im- a bigger picture that that does happen, where somebody could have grown up from the suburbs, lived a very privileged life, you know, never really gone through any trouble, anything like that, whatever. And all of a sudden, you present yourself like you're talking like you're from the hood. Mm-hmm. You're acting like you're from the hood. You're trying to dress and you know you want to wear hoop earrings and lip gloss and present yourself to have this persona. And it's almost like kind of a mockery you mm-hmm. know what i mean because there's no one and this goes with stereotypes there's no one image of a black person black yeah, girl black exactly. man 
you know so for you to try to sag your pants or you know you're fitting a stereotype that's part of racism dude you know what i mean like if if you love the black culture and things like that there's no there's no one way to be black there's no yeah. one way to speak support to be black the culture support yeah support the issues how help. about you speak yeah. about black lives matter how about you speak about police brutality you know speak about the issues that really matter if you love the culture that much yeah. but you can't uh, disregard the struggle but take on what you want to take on yeah pick and choose you want to pick and choose like there is there is like this saying you know uh, a white guy can talk as black as he wants act as black as he wants you know try to be down whatever present this image but let him get stopped by a cop mm-hmm. he's gonna be white <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean like he's gonna fix up the way he's talking yeah and you get to again you get to go back and forth but the black man can't so it's kind of like like i said there's i feel like there's a difference between cultural appreciation Mm -hmm. and appropriation i think a white girl who thinks that cornrows and braids are beautiful and really likes it and thinks it's a cool hairstyle and they want to try it i think that's amazing i think you're showing an appreciation to that culture that you think that that hairstyle is beautiful and that you want to try it i don't think that's appropriating i think when you put on a full persona you know, you want to do the braids, you want to do this, that, and there's like this, you're just altering you yourself in general, and you want to act a certain way and talk a certain way. That's where it's like you're appropriating and you're also mocking yeah. at the end of the it's day. Like you're making fun of us. Yeah, like no, you, you can't put on a costume there, but... and be black. You know yeah. what I mean? Because at the end of the day, that is blackface. And if you don't know what blackface is, like that's a whole other conversation. And just go blackface discover doesn't it. necessarily mean that you're making yourself look darker, right? It's it, it's that whole appropriation It's all of it. Thing, yeah, right? it started off as a image thing because, and honestly, people can do their own research of what blackface is and where it started, but it started off as a comedy of white people painting themselves black and dancing around and tap dancing and basically mocking black people, pretending to be a black this person. This is like back in the this day. This is way like, back in the day. Okay. I'm talking about black and white TV type stuff. Oh, okay. And they, this is a time of like, you know, <laughs> segregation, the height of segregation, Jim Crow laws. Black people don't even have a vote. You know what I mean? That yeah. type of stuff. And so they're going on t- TV and they're eating watermelon with their faces painted black and they're dancing and they're acting like clowns and things like that. That's where blackface stems from. Okay. So it did originally start from white people painting themselves black and making fun of black people. And this being a regular TV special. And it was comedy. And now it's not only people trying to tan their skin and put on this image, but it's also the persona behind it. When you try to take on the accent, and mm-hmm. I'm quoting myself here because there is no black accent. Yeah. You know what I mean? Everybody talks differently. Um, when you're taking that on and you're trying to you're trying to take on the stereotype that you believe or you you've always believed growing up was what black people talked like or acted like that's blackface you know what i mean like act like yourself yes. act like where you come from don't put on this fake persona for the clout absolutely yeah damn you got deep <laughs> no, i knew that you'd be able to take this episode to like where i wanted it to go yeah and I'm real. learning a lot. Yeah, just being real. I'm learning a lot um, as well. That's cool. Um, I have some other questions. Um, 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 a long pause. I should pause it, eh? I'm not going to, though. <laughs> um, <laughs> do you think that there's a difference in terms of who has it worse 
uh, in the black community, like women versus female. You mean male versus? <laughs> oh God, female. yeah, male I got versus you, female, yeah. Like, um, I guess I think it's not about who's it, like gets it worse. I think they're just different. Yeah, I think I think um, they're different too because there's different struggles. Yeah, I think that the representation and beauty and stuff like that—that's more so a female. Yeah, a female would feel more affected mm, I by. Feel like, uh, I don't want to say that because like a male a, could as well. Yeah, and I'm sure they do. However, I would say black male beauty was accepted before black female beauty. And I yeah, say that because yeah, white girls are like, oh, black guys. Are I so want a black hot. guy. Black guys are so yeah. yeah. You know, they were they were accepted before we were accepted. Mm-hmm. You know, it took a long time to see a black woman as a love interest. Um, like we spoke about earlier, it, it took a long time to see black women portrayed um, in a in a beautiful way. Either they were like uh, the hoochie mama, or they spoke a certain way, or they were you know big lady, and you know mm-hmm. just not the funny one. You know, like but the... not 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 viewed as beautiful or desired or like you know an attraction there was always like this backhanded joke behind their characters um but yeah i feel like with black men they were definitely beauty wise more more accepted and more or more recently um desired i guess and do you think that that's um an issue that like do you think that's a result of patriarchy um, I guess it could be, but not really, because it doesn't mean that they're like winning. Um, it just means that white women were faster to accept blackness than black or white men were. Okay. You know, because when you think about beauty standards, it's put out through magazines and film and things like that, and who's behind it? White men. Mm-hmm. Um, it's typically white men who are the movie makers or the um decision makers behind a lot of things that could, that gets put out um yeah because a lot, a lot of white of women, women also didn't have a lot of rights as well so they weren't always given um those positions of power and they still struggle for those positions of power yep. so when you think about who is putting out this image it's the white men so um if white men don't view or those white men i won't speak for white men but like those white men making decisions behind the scenes don't view black women as something to be desired they're not putting that image out there yeah but um white women who maybe were sooner to accept blackness or want to be a part of it and want a black man and black men are hot and this and that and whatever and just this obsession with black men um that happened before society said black women are beautiful um, it's funny, yeah. You know, I never, th- I've never thought about that, but it, uh, it's true. Like, can't lie, it used to irritate me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, I mean, why, why wouldn't it? Yeah, me? and because um, it's just like like somebody for what they are, not like the color of their skin. Yeah. You know what I mean? Both ways, because it's like on one hand, you shouldn't hate someone or think that they're not beautiful because of the color of their skin, but you shouldn't only be attracted to someone because of the color of their skin because that comes off as a fetish. Yeah. And I feel like black men are very, very fetishized, you know? Yeah, um, no, I agree. You know what I mean? It's just like, and like, let's just be real here. Not everybody in the world is good looking. There are ugly white people. There are ugly black people. There are ugly Asians or whatever. But honestly, <laughs> I don't mean that beautiful. in offense. I was just going to say that. I don't mean that in offensive way because everyone has beauty in a different way. Everybody can be viewed as beautiful. But I'm saying like not everybody is going to be um the most attractive, you know what I mean? The the Denzel, you know, or the Idris Elba. 
So it's like, even if they were, yeah, <laughs> a, uh, even if it's like, even if they weren't the most attractive, just because they're black, you want them. Not for what they, not for who they are or their personality or you got to know them or that just like black eye. Yeah. You know I mean, you just see it in their eyes. Like, they're just like, oh, my God, black guy. You're like, calm down. He's not even that good looking. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I've seen hotter black guys. Like, what are you looking at him for? But um, I feel like for for some people, it's, it's a fetish. And it comes off that way. Um, I just feel like people need to be mindful of, of how they speak about their interests. It's like, just be interested in someone because you're interested in them. Yeah. Whether it's, like, who they are on the inside, who they are on the outside. But... I think it would be just as weird for someone to be that obsessive over white people. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it, again, just comes off as a fetish. It would come off weird for, you know, the Asian fetish mm-hmm. of people highly fetishizing Asians. You know what I mean? And things like that. So it's like... Yeah, they're really you know fetishized. Yeah. I can't talk today. Me too. I can't pronounce anything. I'm, like, a- so tired. <laughs> I'm, like, yawning this yeah. whole episode. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I feel like... Um, both ways can come off a little ignorant. Um, yeah. What, whether you don't find someone attractive just solely because of their color of their skin mm-hmm. or whether you find someone attractive just solely because of the color of their skin. I think both ways roots in a little bit of um, ignorance, you know. Yeah, it's an issue. It's an issue ends. that you need to, like, why are you so obsessive kind of thing, you know. Yeah, so. and why aren't you willing to open yeah, it's just the other like end, yeah. who you like. If they're black, purple, yeah. blue, it don't matter. Like, No, it don't. The color of friendship, It honey. doesn't matter. Yeah, but um, yeah. Yeah. So I feel like, but yeah, overall, back to your original question, though. I don't I f- remember what it was. I remember. <laughs> surprisingly, I never remember anything. But um, I feel like the black female and the black male experience, I think, are both um, difficult. I think they're just difficult in different ways. Yeah. I feel like men are trying to get in positions of power um, and sometimes don't always get that opportunity. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of uh, black men with degrees who have no job afterwards. Um, and yeah. just, you know what I mean? Because a lot of it's all about connections. And women and as well. Women as well. I think women also struggle with that as well as like the image of beauty and things like that. Um, self-confidence, self-esteem, because like since you're a little girl, you're being shown that you're not the one that's beautiful. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it, it takes a lot for you to grow up. And and it helps when you have a good foundation around you, but for some girls who don't have that good foundation around them, they grow up with very low self-esteem, yeah. and they don't think that they're pretty. And growing up and like being like the only black person in the community. Yeah, you know. Or one of the only. Yeah, and like it's you don't always. You have opportunity to have. Yeah, you Keep always feel at. like 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 you need to conform to to be accepted, yeah. and you're still not accepted. And there's this constant need for acceptance that for some women they just don't feel like they ever get. Um, yeah, so that's I, sad. it is sad. But I under, that, that's definitely an issue. Yeah, like there's even Lupita Nyong'o actually. Um, I was watching her on a talk show, like a late night talk show, and she was promoting a book. She wrote a children's book. Um, yeah, and the main character was a little black girl, and she had an African name, and um, I think it was very beautiful, very positive for a little girl to look at a book and see a girl who looks like her on the cover of the book, and read the story and see her name is different also, yeah. and you know what I mean? Like the it's name just things important. Yeah, the name thing is big because um, so there's you know people that grew up in this country or 
you know, they're, they're a bunch of generations into Canadian or American, you know, westernized culture. They're black, but they have English names. Mm-hmm. Um, for some of us, like first gen or people who also immigrated here, weren't born here, you know, coming from other cultures and other countries that have like different names it's like that that's an even another hurdle like you already look different now your name is different everyone's stumbling over it your teacher can't say it substitutes are always messing it up and it's like you're constantly 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 trying to correct people and tell people who you are and it's like something as simple as your name is just like so difficult for people to grasp it's like uh, a yeah, constant battle i you agree because my name too like my yeah. name is spelt rame they're always gonna say it weird Rami. yeah and I actually, I saw this article on Facebook, but it was like a legitimate article, but it was just like um, about a, a girl who I think she was, if I'm not mistaken, Indian, um, and she had an ethnic name, don't, don't remember what it was, but she, it was, the article was pretty much about how she spent most of her life just kind of taking like whatever people would call her. Yeah. And I agree, like that's how I was too. And then she said, I, she finally realized the power of like, saying no no it's actually pronounced this way this is actually my name is actually this yeah and I remember seeing that and I was and that's why I realized I'm like oh that's so true because I was always like there was always a bit of like I don't know if it was like a lack of confidence or something when I said my name yeah or maybe even still just because it's like I'll be like at Starbucks I'll be like my name uh, like, they ask for the name and I'll be like Rami and I get like Robin or Robbie <laughs> and which it doesn't that doesn't bother yeah. me I understand that my name's different I understand but that it's why like, can't you learn it yeah it's like why aren't you able to try yeah like why, why you know what I think about a lot of the time because I'm like my parents like came to this country speaking very minimal minimal English and they had to learn how to say certain names like yeah. John isn't as easy to say for when you have an <laughs> accent you know what I mean that, yeah. or trying to say yeah I don't know Rebecca I don't know anything like any type of name English that would be considered like an English name an easy name quote-unquote for people who speak English yeah Whereas foreigners, like, they have to try to learn how to say your name properly. Yeah, you have but to. But why don't you try to say their name properly? Why, why do they always have to go with some nickname, some shortened version of their name to make it easier for you? Yeah. You know? I Which I, I do. Like I said, like, I, told, I tell old people at the hospital, you can call me Phoebe. Um, just because I'm not trying to make easier. it difficult. Yay, yeah, like, you're going to need to hit your call bell but or whatever. Just like, like, just say Phoebe, it's fine. But mm-hmm. sometimes, yeah, I definitely think why about does that. that have to be why difficult? do I always have to conform my name? Yeah. Which is why I started going by Faven. Yeah. Because I feel like I just accepted the fact that my name was spelt Fabin. the way that it was spelt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, people always called me that, and that was fine. But I was like, at the end of the day, like, the cultural way to say my name is Faven, so say it that way. And, I, and like I said, I don't get mad. I don't care. Like, if people call me Febin, that's fine. That's Like, if that's how you met me, call mm-hmm. me the name yeah, that you met, you met me. Exactly. I go back Which and forth, I, right? Yeah, it doesn't bother me. But if I'm meeting somebody new... Um, I usually stay Faven because I started to grow up and I thought that same theory of like, like what I want to hear it the way it's supposed to be said, you know? So whether it's spelt wrong or not, if I can introduce myself to a new person who isn't seeing my name on paper or on ID or whatever like that, I'll say it the way that it should be said. So absolutely. And one thing about that Facebook, I shared it, that, that article. I remember one of my friends, like my friend from high school's mom commented and she was like well it's not our fault that we can't say those names oh, and i'm like i literally just ignored it i'm like shut oh, come up. on i'm like, like i can either like <laughs> correct you or like come off like a fucking 
disrespectful millennial. Mm. I'm just going to ignore <laughs> you. Like, shut the fuck up, Linda. Yeah. Her name is not actually Linda. I'm just... Again, it's <laughs> like the privilege. It, it was never yeah. your issue, so you don't see it, a problem fault. with it, right? We can't say those names, and I'm like, okay. Yeah, there's some people that... Learn. Really, exactly. Try. At least try. I mean, if our immigrant parents can learn a whole new language, you, you can learn yeah. my name. If I can, tr- if name. I can learn, <laughs> I, I can... Yeah. Like, I mean, there's names that I don't know how to pronounce... Yeah. And I learned Geraldine. I didn't know how to pronounce yeah, that. I, and I, now I dare I you do. to ask my dad to try to say that name. You would struggle. And even like, na- even ethnic names. That's hard for me. I was born yeah. here. That's hard for me to that's hard for me to try and pronounce it, but I try. You try at the very I'm least. respectful. Yeah. And I do it, you know, I'll be like, "Okay, I'm so sorry. Like, how do I say it again, you know?" Yeah. And that's exactly. not offensive. I mean, maybe it's kind of like, oh, no, it's for for you for being on the other end, like sometimes it's like, "Oh my god, I have to say it again." You know, it's kind of like makes you uncomfortable, but you, you're learning I appreciate to say it. it. Yeah. yeah, I appreciate. I for me at least, I would appreciate that more than it would ever frustrate me. Because if anything, that just tells me like they care. Yeah, they're trying to get it right. That's why they're asking you to say it five times. So that's why um, when it doesn't matter, like you're ordering pizza, I'm not gonna sit here and tell you 55 times what my name is over the mm-hmm. phone. I'm just gonna go with Sarah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like a lot, a lot of um, my um, cousins and stuff like that. Like we've all kind of had that where, or you're at the club or something, and you're just like, "Fuck it," you know. My name is this. Yeah. My name is that. Like you just come up with a random name that's easier to say <laughs> because it doesn't matter. But in like a real context of like somebody you're meeting and they're trying to get your name right, yeah. Like I appreciate that you're trying to get it right because I'm gonna see you in the future and. I know that you're trying to prepare yourself so that when you do see me, you're able to say my name correctly. Absolutely. Um, I would never be frustrated by that. If anything, that's like, aw. Say my name, say my name. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I think that's that we're going to wrap it up at that. It's okay. been an hour and a half. Damn. Um, thank you so much for thank this. You. I think um, it'd be cool to do a second part or something part like that, like kind of like stemming into different topics within this kind of idea yeah um and maybe getting some other people on here like rahala yeah Ida, helen yeah. maybe some guys too i don't know many yeah i know like do i know a lot of i mean i know black guys but <laughs> that sounds stupid when like I close that. enough to ask them to come on here yeah i don't have share a lot of their black story. friends yeah alex want to come on <laughs> shout um, out <laughs> yeah yeah no thank you so much um to you for, for coming on me. here this is a cool convo i learned a lot and thank you to my amazing audience for listening thanks guys because i'm super <laughs> cool and i have listeners now because i posted just kidding okay bye <laughs>